When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. record we're doing it we're doing the thing i'm holding my mic down here because i'm sitting in a lounge chair in my bedroom right now and i don't have a soft or not a soft surface a a hard surface to put my mic on so i'm just holding it awkwardly (laughs) oh it's not even on its little stand no i'm just holding it by the stand i'm like "Mm." i'm I'm pretending i'm live in the field hi guys i'm live from my bedroom (laughs) she's reporting this whole time you're gonna have tennis elbow by the time this is done because you're gonna be cramped Honestly, this elbow say goodbye. I may I may give up the fight soon and just lift it up on its stand and place it on my belly. Just do what my mom does anytime we talk on the phone now. She it drives me insane because first of all, we've gone through a whole well, I pretty much exclusively when I'm at home talk on speakerphone because I live Uh a life of reality star. Um (laughs) I I don't know why. Like I it's like I've lost the ability to speak on the phone normally at my home, but yeah. my mom always did speaker phone and we would get onto her. Cause we're like, mom, you're not speaking into the phone. No one can hear you. And so oh, now yeah. what she does is when we talk on the phone, usually in the evening, <laughs> she'll be on her bed and she'll like be laying on her side with her phone underneath her. So she's like <laughs> laying on the phone talking and she's, she's like, well, tell me what were your drink today? And I'm like, mom, are you blasted right now like why are you like it really drives me nuts because I'm like you're slurring your speech it sounds like your lip is in your mouth and it is because she's just oh no her face Uh oh Haley oh she's back oh Haley was frozen for a second I froze for just a second and I was like oh no I've done it we're good I'm good okay good so So, yeah just feel free to lay on on the mic at any moment I will I'm just gonna lay it down and just (laughs) take a little head on it yeah. Rest oh, your my mom does the same thing sometimes with speakerphone. I think she thinks when she turns speakerphone on, she can walk to a different room and I can still hear her and I'll, yes. I can hear her walking away. And I'm like, mom, mom, <laughs> like it's literally sounds like she's like, yeah. So I hope you're having a good day. <laughs> yes. Anyway. So yeah. What do you think about that? And I'm like, think about what <laughs> you're like, or it's like, yeah, we went to see him and he was doing really well. And then that was his funeral <laughs> is on Friday. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, that's exactly what you're like. Uh, I think I missed something crucial there. Yeah, but no, my mom would do the same thing. And that's, I mean, I do feel grateful that we broke her of that habit, but now we've just got a new, like, just talk on the phone normal. You know, that is now she's lounging. And that just made me think of the thing that my dad would always say when I said we missed a critical line. My dad gets so mad if we're watching a movie when we were kids or even adults. And uh-huh. my mom talks or asks questions or any of us talk or ask questions and it, it drives my dad nuts. And he always, if anyone says anything, he pauses the movie and turns around and looks at you <laughs> and we're like, sorry. And he'll go. And what he always says is, I just didn't want us to miss crucial dialogue. <laughs> so anytime anyone confrontation family will go, I'm sorry. I think I missed crucial dialogue. What did you say? <laughs> 
my god that's so that's funny. like one of his things you know everybody has their little things they can't stand he just cannot stand if you're watching a movie and he talks he's like if it's one he hasn't seen if it's yeah. 20 seen a million times he doesn't care but if it's a new one he's like each line is valuable <laughs> i'm with him on that i'm for the most part Unless, I, unless I'm the one talking and then I'm like, how dare you? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm trying yeah. to carry on my conversation. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Well, I, the way my anxiety works is like, if I miss, I'm, I probably get it from my dad is like, if I'm in a movie theater, I don't want to talk because, oh. and it, it's a new movie. It's a movie theater. Cause I don't want to miss a single thing, especially if it's a comedy. Cause I'm like, I can't miss that line, whatever they're saying. I'm definitely a talker during movies because I'm like, ha ha, is that um, Claire? What was that? What was like all a, over your hand? A pin like just exploded on me in this moment. Well, it's a good thing you're wearing black. I am. Wow. Yeah. It's, it's, dark gray. it's dark gray. But so Jacqueline, you talk in movies. Yeah, I do. I'm trying what to think, have say? we seen a movie together? I don't think we have. I don't know, but I'm, I'm, I like kind of make comments even if we're in a movie theater but like quietly like if you're sitting next to me I'm like oh my god like like ha 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 like oh yeah that's <laughs> fine I'm like oh my god wasn't that so funny or like stuff like that so like I'm sure other people are like oh my god we know like shut up but oh I no not I can't stop myself I cannot if it's a little thing I don't mind because there is th- Half the reason, like, you want to go to the movies with people sometimes is the camaraderie. Like, I love to laugh with the group. I love that. Yeah. Not my mom. My mom will have a whole conversation. Moms. The characters' thoughts. Going to the movie with moms is, like, (laughs) wild. Like, when my mom and I saw Elvis. Like, oh, yeah. we're like three quarters through the movie. It's silent. And she goes, he looks like Elvis. You're like, holy shit, he does. <laughs> I didn't notice that until right now. What are we watching? You're like, oh, it took me just now to notice. I thought this was all home movies. I yeah. thought this was all Elvis. <laughs> My mom will just... My mom will, yeah, my mom, she's not like, she won't talk through the movie, but when she has a comment, it will be A, at full volume, B, <laughs> at the quietest point of the movie, and C, just be like a really strong, like, opinion. Oh, yeah. Where it's like, that looked terrible. And I'm like, <laughs> hey. I now kind of want to go to the movies with Susan. <laughs> I, I, want- I will say this. I cry laughs at almost any movie, happy, sad, funny or not. She will find a moment where she starts laughing so hard. She's crying. It happens (laughs) without fail. That's so funny. (laughs) She feels deeply. That's very sweet. She does. She loves the theater. If there's an action sequence, she is there. Like, oh, (laughs) oh, 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 oh. Oh, I mean, like, just like that, where you're like, it's nuts. It really is nuts. Like my, my dad hates watching a movie with her because you're just like, oh, okay. <laughs> oh. Or, or sorry to keep just beating this subject. No, or I love she, it. Or she is fast asleep. <laughs> <laughs> she's either engaged to the point of tears and feeling the actor's pain, or she's like, not interested. I'm sorry. Gotta go to bed. <laughs> Gotta get that REM sleep that tonight. Is- <laughs> you're like mother. It's a matinee. <laughs> she either won't shut up and you're wishing she's sleeping or she's sleeping. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. It's wild stuff. 
Oh my gosh, that's so funny. Well, what's going on, everyone? Claire, I saw a tweet that you had put out right before. Well, maybe it was earlier today. I can't. I saw it right before we started recording, but maybe you had made the tweet earlier about sitting on your porch and you said, dare I feel a coolish breeze? And I was like, could the tide be turning in sweet Dallas, Texas? Only if only for a day. Yes, it has, because we, in fact, got rain today. (gasps) Okay. If Susan was here, she'd be crying. (laughs) She would be. We've had lightning. We've had thunder. It is currently 76 degrees. Oh, wow. It's freezing there. Right. Put on a parka. I I ate my, my dinner on my back balcony and I, for a second, there was a breeze and I was like, do I need a blanket? I mean, legitimately, I was like, I'm chilly. But also like, 76 is chilly to me. So it wasn't actually chilly, but mm-hmm. it, yes, it's, I mean, and it's like dark out because it's still kind of stormy. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's such a nice little gift. Oh, it's, I'm sure. Because yeah. I, I'll never forget the day you said I was on my porch and I thought, oh, it's not that hot. It was 104. <laughs> and Jack and I were like, like wild. Yeah. We're like, we cannot understand. What I do you know? mean? It, that, I mean, that isn't, I mean, that is a, sign of how unwell I am as a human being. But <laughs> no, that's a sign of how desensitized you get when you are in an area that's so freakishly hot for so long. Yeah. I, I think they said officially today ended our no rain streak. I think we were, I think it was 64 days with no rain. And so we got rain today. It wasn't oh a lot, but it finally, it counts as measurable rainfall. Mm. Um, so yeah, that was really nice. It was finally nice to sit outside and yeah, I feel like I'm not completely melting or feeling like I'm going to get a giant sunburn or that like, mm-hmm. if I stay out here too long, it's actually harmful to my health. So claps for rain. Claps, claps. Um, <laughs> last thing about the weather though. Have you guys seen those videos Drew Barrymore does when she <laughs> runs out into the rain and is the most gleeful woman? Claire, if it rains there again, you have to film you your own Honestly, Drew Barrymore video. Everybody like should be endearing. Doing. Yeah, it is. There is something about her. She is so kooky, but it's genuine. Like it is. It's not an act. That's who she is. And so therefore I love it. Like if freaking Selma Blair did the same video, I'd be like, I hate her so much. But Drew Wilson. Oh my gosh. I would slam that video down. Yes. But Drew, I'm like, look at her. She means it. She hates it. <laughs> she feels that joy. This is a child just, who did drugs. This is a woman who did drugs as a child. It's a yeah. child it's here. It's a wild child. Well, I've seen a bunch of videos on my TikTok of just people making fun of her and like <laughs> voicing it over and doing like other things. Like, oh, like I've teeth, seen those, yeah. you know. Yeah. What are they doing? Like stupid activities yes, or like everything? Oh no, I love her. I know. I choose not to engage with that content because honestly, we can't be stomping on our most pure. You know, it's like, yeah, it's like, what else do you want from her? I got the vibe that they weren't necessarily making fun of her. They were just like using the audio in like a funny way. You know what I mean? They better. I'm going to give them a stern talking to. Okay. That's right. Hey, hey, cut it out. That's what I'll write. I've yet to comment on a single TikTok video and boy, I be watching them. I'm always watching them, but I've not commented on a single thing. And I I read the comments. I love I'm a viewing. Oh, I'm a viewing the videos. I'm reading the comments, but I'm like, 
It's never occurred to me to comment. Me neither. Cause, and I'm like, anyway, I just, these people that can freely comment on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. I'm like, good for you. <laughs> yeah. Is, the, the comments on TikTok, I think we've talked about it before, but it really is. Sometimes those are the best part art. of the it's an, it's an art. It's an art form itself. Like there yeah. are sometimes, yeah, you you're watching the TikTok and it's like, I need this video to end so I can get to the comments section because I know it be popping off. It'll be <laughs> yeah. popping off. My favorite thing is when I'll notice something in the video that the vid that the, uh, the creator did not intend for the video to be about, like their eyebrows might be crazy or something. And as I'm watching it, I'm like, oh shit, I gotta get to the comments. Know, and like, literally, everyone... the first one is like, we're all here for the eyebrows, right? And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> there was man, there was a, a I saw a TikTok just last night have y'all seen this one where it is a wedding okay <laughs> it's it was I mean I, I couldn't even laugh I was just like watching it like wow it was <laughs> it was a man like the bride and her dad walking down the aisle and the organ starts mm. the organs like finishing up the first little song and mm, then it okay. moves into the traditional um song that's gonna play yeah and the organs like botching it like it's, oh no it, it, like total bricking it like it's not good but <laughs> you've come to find out that was not the point of the video because what happens is the bride sings the whole way down the aisle <laughs> no it's so bad and then and then her dad sings <laughs> Like, what and then her her child is also like suddenly with her as well like what it's just like hilarious that like this other whole human being has been drugged into this scenario but no I have not it, seen that and I feel robbed of the oh, experience I, I'll have to send it to y'all yeah, but you have in the comment section us. someone just said that organ got off easy like like <laughs> the organ was so bad but then it's like you completely forgot about the organ as soon as, as you realized you saw everything what else was happening oh it was gorgeous and the comment section was oh was on fire yeah i'll send that to you oh my gosh that's hilarious imagine yeah. being a guest at that wedding so it was oh. a real wedding it wasn't a spoof like it was real oh oh dear it's so real and there weren't a lot of guests at the wedding um yeah that's a whole other aspect of what you're witnessing you're bearing witness to oh here mm -hmm. it is i'm sending it to y'all now oh i hear the organ <laughs> i'm like trying to stop <laughs> Anyway, um, what's going on with E? Oh, <laughs> just, like, oh, oh, she just got a glimpse of the video already. And she's, well, she's singing. She's, I forgot to mention the song she's singing is You Raise Me Up by Josh Groban. <laughs> what? And so Josh Groban is tagged in it. It's, 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 it's one of the most. Well, at a wedding that's the song she's walking down the aisle to yes and like her 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 dad sings like an original verse like it's something oh, they've the... written for the wedding mm, um, okay so anyway when y'all watch that let uh, me know i'm gonna I'm have secondhand embarrassment oh it's total yeah it's wild i mean you want to respect people's choices for their special day sure yeah but at some point but i feel like someone should have been like you got a whole, hey, you, gotta, you can't sing that well. 
And yeah, that's the thing. If you said this was Tim McGraw and his daughter at their at her wedding, I might be like, oh, okay, yeah, they both probably sing. But otherwise, it's like. But even still, imagine being at the wedding and like you all stand up and you turn to face the bride, and the bride is just singing. (laughs) Yeah, you're right. Even if they could sing, I'd be like, I I literally think I would. I would definitely not want to be standing next to the both of you because I think the three of us would just be standing in the aisle. Like we, I would have to be like head down, like, Oh yeah. My shoulders would be trembling. I would be like exploding with (laughs) laughter. Yeah. I'd be like, uh, I mean, I I can't think of anyone now because now that you're right, I'm envisioning the bride. Like imagine, which obviously we all will get invites to Ariana Grande's wedding, Mm -hmm. but imagine Ariana Grande walking down the aisle. And then she pulls a mic out of her bouquet and just starts singing as she's walking down. No, no no one, no one can pull it off. Without a doubt, out of the three of us, if one of us were to come singing down the aisle, it would be me. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. And then Jacqueline and I just join in and it's it's like a, it's like a flash mob, but with singing and everyone's like, what? And we each just join in. You raised me up. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I was, uh, you you started saying that sentence and I was like, if this is going where I think it's going, I hope she says herself. (laughs) I I know, because I was like, I don't know. I don't want to, but I was like, it's fine. I'm, I love it. There is a a reality where that would happen. Yes. (laughs) You're our karaoke queen. So Mm -hmm. I love it. Um, with y'all. What is going on? I'm going to, let's see this week, nothing. Well, we've changed our schedule at work a little bit. So I've been getting up earlier, which I've actually been hating, but also loving getting ready for a big schedule change coming up, but I've just been getting up at like six or seven, which has been kind of nice. And then getting off a lot earlier, like a couple hours earlier. Um, so just kind of adjusting to that. I've been, um, yeah, just kind of, I've been feeling more in a routine lately. Nothing big has happened with me. Just been working and hanging you know nothing crazy but just what's going on with me is like I'm feeling like well I had therapy today and I was telling my therapist about I was like I feel like I'm just like in a really good routine right now like I'm getting up I'm loving this new schedule and you know it's only lasting a month until I start my new new schedule which is uh get up at an ungodly hour but it's only for a short time so um but yeah so nothing big is happening with me but I'm just like feeling like getting up early going to bed at a decent time a routine is like a godsend underrated like yeah yes like in some some people don't need it and those people I'm like good on you but the average person I feel like and I'm the I am as average as they come apparently like a routine is so soothing to me because as the owner of an anxious brain Mm -hmm. anything that I don't have to think about like a routine that's become such a part of my routine that I don't even think about it is so nice well even (laughs) like Anything that I have to make a choice about, my brain's like, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. (laughs) Even if you have your routine, life is unpredictable. So like your whole day is not going to be mapped out. So I find myself like really finding, yeah, some comfort in those kind of like tent poles of the day of like, yes, morning coffee, I know, yes, this is my routine. And then Um, I know I'm doing this after work and then I know like I'm cooking this for dinner and I'm going to try and get to bed by this time because everything between those little points is chaos. (laughs) Oh yes. Pure chaos. Exactly. It it does. It lends a sense of, I don't have to worry about it. I just do it. But also you're right. For me, 
additionally, you're right. You're absolutely, it, it gives a sense of control yeah. and a little more like, and I, no matter what else happens in my day, I know I've done these good things that make me feel good. And beginning of the day, end of the day. Yeah, you're exactly right. It's like, I know I'm doing these things. So I'm more in yeah. control. I'm yeah. calm. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's, what's going on with me. Um, yeah, nothing exciting, but just a little positive thing. I'm like, routines are for the cool babes. They are. Babes so with a Z. Yeah. I, I find like, I, um, like, I find like there's some weeks where I'm like, like, I'll go like a few weeks where I'm getting up like really early. And then I'll go like a couple weeks where I'm like waking up at the last minute every day. I don't know. And then like, you know, it's like, mm-hmm. in and out, but yeah. It definitely. Yeah. It, it can be easier than other times for sure. Yeah, the wake up time is always going to be a, a struggle for me. It, it has been my entire life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think you just know those like, well, no, I wake up late all the freaking time. I was going to say, you know, those like day, the time, the, the, the red <laughs> zone where it's like, okay, you have to get up by this time. Oh yeah. I I blow through that time a lot. So Mm -hmm. where it's like, you know, if I get up any later than this, I have to cut out significant portions of my morning routine. Yeah. That's the one. Yeah. 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 Yeah, The thing I often think is like, do I have to wash my hair today when I'm laying in bed still like that for some reason in my, well, no, it does take a lot longer. (laughs) And I'm like, it does. What does. Do, do I know how to do that could cover the grease in my hair? Yes. Yeah. Oh. I'm like, hmm, what shirt can I wear with a headband and I can put it up in a bun to where my hair would still look cute, but then I can kind of hide that it's really dirty. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. That was kind of me today. Although today is the day that I really need to wash my hair, but I, my hair just like, didn't, what I was trying to do with my hair didn't turn out great. And so I just put it up, but then I got to work and my hair, like sometimes when you put it up, you know, it wasn't even like a, an actual headache, the hair, it was just like hurting the way it was pulling. Oh yeah. And I was like, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to have to take this down. Like I can't Mm. survive. And so then I had to deal with the reality of wearing my hair down for the rest of the day on a day where my hair should not have been worn down. Oh no. Just a real humbling experience. Oh yeah. Um, and then you're self-conscious. You assume everyone else is looking at it when in reality they're not, but in your head, as soon as they come around the corner, you feel like you need to be like, I know, I know my hair. Yeah. Like it's, it's awful. Does it look, does it look as bad as I know it does? I'm so sorry. They're like, I didn't even realize you had hair anyway. Can yeah. I talk about what I came for? And you're like, Oh mm-hmm, yeah. I feel like those are the days that I keep like, that I'm like really messing with it. Like all the time. Like I'm like, how do I, how can I make this bun like look better or like make mm. it not hurt? Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Anyways, yeah, yeah. What's going on with you? Yeah, I. So I was in Florida visiting my fam. Um, I ended up staying extra days, unplanned. That was like kind of a mess, but I got back today. Airlines canceling flights. That's what they do. Yeah, you I was just like, okay. charging. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I you was accepted. like, cool. You know what? I just I gotta say this though. My flight on Monday was supposed to be at 6 a.m. And I'm just glad that I had it figured out before, like, we even got to the airport. So, like, I wasn't just, like, oh, good there. I was basically just, like, at home dealing with, like, delay, delay, delay. And then they finally just, like, canceled it. So. Okay, that's good. Because that's such a nightmare. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah. If you're already at the airport and they cancel it, you're like, okay. What I know. I and then it's Mom, like. Can you come pick me up? 
I know. I was just so I I don't know. And then part of it was like kind of annoying too, because then I'm at home just like, okay, like am I flying? Should we leave? Should I don't know. Whatever. Anyways, it worked out fine. But yeah, today was just kind of a long day. So yeah, I'm here. I'm back. Um unpacked. I showered. Feeling good. You know, like when you get off the what you know, when you like get off the airplane and you get home and you're just like. I need to wash the plane off me. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. I can't. Oh, my gosh. Hate it. I know. I, I, you know what's bad when I feel the desire to shower and <laughs> I always feel the de- desire to shower after I get off a plane. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's desperation hour. Yeah, it's like, well, I, I can recognize dirty, see dirty, and plain, you dirty. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> dirty, see dirty. Yeah. Uh, Oh, that's hilarious. Yeah. I just stood, I just took a very hot shower and like, yeah, I don't know. I, so I feel a lot better, but. Oh yeah. That's the best. And then did you put on cozy PJs or like cozy hangout clothes? Oh yeah. I've got on a cozy, um, PJs and yeah, I'm just gonna be all ready for bed. Honestly, after this. Yes. I bet you're tired. I'm sure you are traveling, even like car traveling, play any kind of ex- like serious travel, even though you're sitting, like it's still exhausting. So when you get home, it's like, oh, and to sleep in your own bed again. That yeah. never makes sense to me. And flying is exhausting and driving is exhausting. And I like, I don't get it. Driving a little bit more than flying is understandable yeah. to me because your brain is definitely like in, yes. in the driving uh-huh. flying. I'm like, why do I feel tired after I get done flying? Like I did nothing. I literally probably slept. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. I don't know what it is. I think maybe it's just like the anticipation all day or something. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what it is. Um, but yeah, so like, and then, you know, obviously it depends like what time your flight is and how far, you know, and how long it was and blah, blah, blah. But like other times, like I am absolutely exhausted from traveling. And then sometimes I'm like, whatever, like it doesn't bother me at all. So mm-hmm. anyway, well, I'm glad you got back home safely. That's what, that's what matters most. Exactly. You. You're here. Yeah. All right. I need someone to fill me in first things first on the Victoria Beckham drama. That's what we're going to hit on first this evening. And I read one little like headline about this, but I don't know dates and Jacqueline, I bet you do. Yeah. So I, um, so I originally had seen page six had did something about this. Um, and Mm -hmm. they basically, you know, they just say that there's a full-on cold war between Victoria Beckham and then her new daughter-in-law. Um, I think you say her name, Nicola or Nicola. Nicola? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. 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 Um, yeah. Peltz who, um, married Victoria's son, Brooklyn. Um, and they got married earlier Just a couple year. months oh, ago. Yeah. After April. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In April. Yeah. Um, so just kind of reading a couple things that the page six article says on um, the page six, they just say they can't stand each other and they don't talk. And that's according oh. to a close source, um, you know, to the family. Um, and I guess there was a big buildup to the wedding. Um, and it says the source says that Peltz, who is an actress, who is, who is the actress daughter of New York billionaire, Nelson Peltz, a non-executive chairman of Madison Square Garden, among 
among other lucrative things, didn't want her soon-to-be mother-in-law to be any part of the planning, and she wouldn't clue Victoria in on anything, and communication was really minimal. Oh. So, um, you know, so then I, I guess it just, you know, the article just goes on to explain that the cold shoulder, the alleged cold shoulder that, you know, Nicola was giving to Victoria wasn't really helping because I guess it was already not great kind of before that. Okay. Oh, um, no. And they just say that there's just quote unquote, nonstop petty drama. Um, and the source claims that they haven't spoken, um, to him in a few months being, um, Victoria and David to their son, Brooklyn. Oh, Um, really? Really? Yes. So then it also says that, um, I guess things didn't go over well when Brooklyn posted a cover of the British magazine and called Pelt's um the new mrs beckham um oh gosh well i mean she is the new mrs beckham like she that's true is the new i know so then i guess like can also did he change his name to brooklyn pelts beckham I think so. So that was, that was the problem. And then he posted, I don't know. It's just like, it's just so bizarre. It just, he he has, he has commented saying there, I've learned they're always going to write stuff. Everybody gets along well, like there's. And so, I mean, I feel like with anything, the truth is somewhere in the middle. Like, yeah, yeah. I'm sure it's not like 100% perfect, but I highly doubt page six has the 100% truth. Mm-hmm. But I hate to hear it because the Beckhams, you know, one thing that's always been like really fun about them is like, they're this super glamorous, like cool family, but it seems like they're a really like close tight knit family. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So you just hate, hate, I'd hate for this to be true, but in a way it's like, I kind of believe at least some of it's true because they're just normal people too. And I feel like there's tension no matter what, especially around a wedding, like wedding planning and stuff is like no joke. Oh, and the, and, and their wedding was freaking huge. Oh, so I'm yeah. sure there was like some things maybe like, you know, Victoria didn't agree with that they were doing. And, you know, I mean, there's always going to be stuff like that when you're yeah. bringing yeah. families together. So I don't know. Oh, I yeah. hope not all and of it's yeah. true, but I'm sure, you know, maybe there was some sort of drama, but hopefully it's fine. I just yeah, thought I think, that who was knows? Thing. With yeah. a family too, that tight knit, it probably is an adjustment to bring someone new in. Oh, totally. Yes. And with her family being billionaires, like that's a power play. Like, you know, like, yeah. Yeah. like the Beckhams are rich, but like the Peltzes are clearly richer. Rich. I, I don't know. Like who knows what it's all about, but yeah, I'm sure the truth is somewhere in the middle there, but it makes me sad. I know I me too. One time I was the waitress of all the Beckham children and. Oh yeah. I, I want to say you, but yes. Okay. It was the day the Harper seven, the, um, the little sister was born they all ate at my restaurant with their cousins and aunt and grandma and they were like the most precious normal sweet like like because their cousins were there who were not famous and mm-hmm. then like no one like only 
I only knew who these children were because I'm psychotic and knew who these little children were. Mm-hmm. And, um, but, I mean, but they all seemed so normal and they were so sweet and they all like got along and they were, they were well-behaved in terms of like how to behave at a restaurant. And yeah. And so I just want to believe that that everything's okay or it can be okay. Yeah. I think you're right. They seem so normal. And well, to what you say though, Haley, is they are normal people. So it's very believable, I guess, if they're normal people, they they have have normal people problems. Yeah. Which is very much a thing to have issues after bringing in a new person into the family. Yeah. I feel like that's something a lot of people don't think about after weddings is like how, especially like the first one in a family like that, how it does change a dynamic. Like weddings are wonderful and you're so happy for the person, but it does change things. Yeah. Holidays. Yeah. Holidays. Yeah. Yeah. Uh Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it's tough. Mm. Well, we wish them well in their, as they drown in their riches. And Hey guys, Beckham's anybody out there, if you just need some advice or anything, just holler at your girls. We're here. Romeo Cruz. Like you guys are getting to be of age, if not already. And your girl is single. So (laughs) we'd love to hang out with your mom and dad. Yeah. Just like we could all hang together. I could fit right in. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Well, like from fashion to fashion, Serena Williams. She kind of has announced she's easing into retirement. Yes, she said. So she posted, we were talking about this today on the TV show. Yeah. So basically she said, which I feel like we all know has been coming, but it's been like, when is she going to do it? When is she going to? Because it's like, she's still so talented. Like obviously one of one of the absolute greatest, not only tennis players, but just athletes that we will ever see in our lifetimes. Um, but, you know, yeah, I just think a lot of people have been wondering because she's been at it for so long. Um, but yeah, she posted on her Instagram a screenshot of a, the cover to Vogue that she's on and part of the article. And yeah, she said, like, I'm, I hate to use the word retirement. I'm going to be easing away from tennis after the U.S. Open. You know, because, yeah, I think so. I think her sticking point is just saying retirement because that that does entail like I'm done. Yeah, like yeah. to say you're retiring yeah. is done. And I think she's just so in love with the sport. It's hard. And it's such a part of who she is. But I love Serena Williams. I regret I have not seen King Richard. Have you all watched? I haven't watched it either. I haven't watched it. And I think I was wanting to. And then after the slap happened, I think I would. And a lot of people were many people that were like, yeah, I don't really want to see that movie now because I'm not going to be able to think about anything except him slapping Christmas. I know. Yeah. (laughs) You know, but I mean, he did win a freaking Oscar for it. So his performance is great. And it's just a cool they do. I mean, she, Serena and Venus have such a cool story and for to have two sisters at that level in it's the insane. same sport. I mean, it's just yeah. ridiculous. And I think it does teach this, you know, the show like natural talent is great and all, but you got to put in the work too. And they have both that have that work ethic. And, and so just today I was thinking about, I was like, enough time has passed where I'm like, I could probably watch it and not really think about the Will Smith thing that much. Yeah. I'm sure. Yeah. I think he also probably to his credit, like it's such, it's such a good performance that you probably won't find yourself thinking about him as Will Smith. Yeah. Um, yeah. As much as maybe you think, but yeah, no, their story, the fact that, you know, they came from, you know, literally nothing. We're growing up in what it's like, is it Crenshaw in LA? Like that's the neighborhood. I think so. Yeah. Like um, that. Yeah. yeah. I think and, it is. Yeah. And to raise not one, but two 
of the best tennis players in the world. Like they're not just okay. Or one is like really great. And one is like good, but like yeah. both are just like, yeah. And I, I can, you know, Serena, she had her baby and it, she was honest and about, you know, it wasn't the easiest transition back into playing sports. Again, she dealt with sure. some postpartum partum struggles, which was great that she talked about that. And then, you know, I have to imagine to be at that caliber of athlete, you start to think about like your legacy and how you want your career to end. And mm-hmm. like, she could keep playing and be competitive probably for years longer. Cause she's so much better, but she's not probably in a place in her career where she's going to be winning. Yeah. All yeah. the time. And so she's probably got to think about, well, what do you want for your career? Do you want to play out till you literally can't play anymore? Or do you want to go out as the very best? So yeah. At the top of your game, or at least as close to it as you were. Yeah. Well, I one time, and I think of this every time I watched one random either documentary or behind the scenes thing about sex in the city one time. Yeah. Apparently when they ended it originally, there was a ton of blowback. Cause it was like insanely popular at that point. Like, you know, and it was like, it wasn't like, you know, a lot of shows like I'm going to use Grey's Anatomy, for example. I think there's a big camp of people that feel like Grey's Anatomy has been on too long. They're done. They're over. Or, But there's a lot of people that still love them. There's a lot of people that are like, eh, you hate for a show to end when it's past its prime, when it feels like this show should have ended a long time ago. And I can remember one of the producers said, you know, we got a lot of blowback. People being like, no, there's years and years left of stories to tell. That show was at its peak. Da-da-da. And he said, we wanted to go out on top. We didn't want to go out when it had become sad or when it had become not as popular. So then mm-hmm. it would just kind of feel like it would be over and be like, oh, we really stayed on too long. And so sometimes I think that I feel like there's a connection there with, you know, with the Serena experience or other people retiring like that from something so huge. You're like, you do want to go out on top, but you also have that little thing. It's like, is this the top? Could I do it one more year? Could I do yeah. one more year? Yeah. You know, which- right is gotta be tricky, especially for an individual. Like when you're dealing with a show, I mean, it's tricky in terms of, are we going to get more popular? Like, have we peaked, but as a person, when you are literally like the one person who can know it in terms of what you feel Mm -hmm. inside to make that decision and fight your desire. Yeah. To like keep going or, or stop while you're ahead essentially. Yeah, for sure. I mean, we all know what that's like our careers and and, well, being elite athletes is what everyone knows us for. And so it's just, it's like, guys, our hamstrings can't take it. We're sorry. I don't want to, I don't want to blow. Yeah. My knee in front of my adoring fan untold millions, untold yeah. millions. I mean, nationwide, I mean, mm-hmm. worldwide blow your knee. No, there's no children way. out there. I don't want to ruin their dreams. Mm-mm, mm-mm. Has okay. she said what she's going to do next? In the, in the article that, or the snippet of it we had on the show today, she just said, I'm excited to just relax a little more, spend more time with my family and figure out other things that make me Serena, you know, like focus more just on like that there's more, it just kind of read kind of like that there's more to me than tennis, that just because I'm retiring, it's been a huge thing in my life and who I am, but also just figuring out what else makes me Serena. Yeah. Sweet, sweet Reddit money. Heck yeah. Mr. Ohanian and her hubby, are they married Yeah, or just together? Okay. They are married. Oh, okay. oh yeah. They had that big wedding and the dress and I, oh yeah. Now I can envision her in the dress she had on. Never mind. I love Dumb that. Question. I love that couple. I don't know what it is about them. Like 
I just want to know how they met. I love that couple too, but I'm like, how did they meet? I'm always intrigued by that when there are two people that stars or at least very, very wealthy, like kind of like a, um, uh, um, Miranda Kerr. And then the guy that owns Snapchat, yeah. I'm like, how did y'all meet? Yeah. How did y'all well, meet? They're just, they're just running in these elite circles that we really don't have access to. Yeah. I'm like, what do y'all do? Is there just like a rich people club y'all go to at night? I would love, would truly love to know about it. Honestly, like it's in called, yeah, I don't actually try to say this. Yeah. Yeah. Gatekeep on the, on the moneyed honeys out there. Yeah. Um, all right. Okay. Moving forward, moving onward. Jacqueline sent out a funny tweet about, about this. I saw it after it was announced. You said love is dead. <laughs> So how about we let you spill the beans? Everyone's got to know what we're talking about at this point. This is up Jacqueline's alley. And I, when I saw her tweet, when I saw the news coming out, I was like, uh-oh. And then Jacqueline just retweeted and said, love is dead. So I was like, yep. <laughs> okay. Well, obviously we're talking about um, Kim Kardashian and Pete Davidson have um, broken up and they announced, their, they announced the breakup via a source um, on Friday, which was... Okay, I'll I I need to like start from the beginning of my okay. thoughts about this. So go ahead. Honestly, I gotta say, I'm not totally shocked that they broke up. I mean, obviously, like I'm like, but I, I will I call you on this. You did predict multiple times that they would get married. I, I know, no, mm-hmm. I know, but I'm I'm I <laughs> was thinking true. that they would be together for like a longer period of time. Like I was like, I was like, I feel like this is gonna go, this might go pretty far. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like just because of it was such a like the relationship at seemingly at least that Kim had with him seemed like such a 180 from what she had with Kanye. And I was like, she could take this. Like, I was like, I don't know. She they might get married. I don't no, know. And she was doing interviews talking about I believe in love. Like, I hopefully I only have one more wedding. And it was like, she's talking about. Uh, Peter, I want to. Yeah, call him. I, I saw that rumor. Some people are saying Pete proposed to her. Yeah, and then up. it was like apparently there was like something going around that he apparently proposed to her like right before they broke up, and it's just like, oh no! I just wonder what happened. I think what happened is like he was like a good, you know, I'm divorced, want to have fun moment, and yeah. then like she realized or or hot take not really hot but my take it wasn't ever a real relationship and it was just something yeah I've seen rumors about that too I've Mm -hmm. seen there's been I've seen rumors that their relationship wasn't a real relationship and they only really did that because Chloe and Tristan were having a baby via a surrogate and they were wanting to like basically keep all of the limelight of the Kardashians like off of them and focus on something else. I don't know. I, I am so, cause I've been seeing like, and we even have even joked about it among us, like that when, and this goes into a whole other topic of like the day the Chloe's baby was born yeah. on the surrogate is like the day that we found out P and Kim broke up that's how and they everyone's like kim uh chris kardashian wins again or chris jenner wins again i'm over it i'm over this like sorcery 
of them trying to switch the attention off of them when you want this freaking attention and you get this attention because this is how you live your lives. This is what you do. This is how you're rich. This is how, like, this is your life. So stop trying to be like, like, stop trying to control the media so much. Like it just really irks me. I had this moment on my couch the other day where I was like, it's honestly, yeah, disgusting. I, I mean, I, I have been very vocal. This, the, the Kardashians really aren't my thing, but like, just when I thought I couldn't be less interested in them, I'm even more turned off by all of the discourse about Chris Card. The devil works hard, but Chris Kardashian work, or Chris Jenner works harder. What? I'm like, mm-hmm. like, yeah. Why? I, I, like, this I is like, it is. It's like, why do all the media outlets cater to them so much? Because, yeah, it's just like, what? <laughs> I kind of wonder if like one of those stories was supposed to break on Friday or not supposed to, but like one of those was supposed to basically be like a source says either announced saying that the baby was born, like one of those or that Kim and Keith Pete broke up. And then I'm wondering if like they were approached again being like, Hey, we're going to run this. I don't, I, I don't, I really don't know. I do. I do think it's really, really weird that they, that basically like all of these quote unquote sources have said that Kim and Pete broke up, but then Kim or Pete haven't like said anything themselves. So it makes me just think something like weird is going on. Like whether it's Chris manipulating the narrative, which probably is happening on, you know, to to somewhat shields Chloe and Tristan and that whole fucking thing. Or, Mm -hmm. but I do think too, it's just like, I, I don't understand. I don't, I don't get it. Why Kim and Pete wouldn't have said anything by now. Are you guys shocked? Yeah, that's true. No, that is true because they've been so vocal about, they weren't vocal about it at first and then they got really vocal about it, both of them. And then now to have not said anything, it does seem kind of like, what, what, what? I just am annoyed by like, so the baby was born via surrogate. And so Mm -hmm. then therefore we needed the Kim and Pete story to like push that out of the meat, out of the media. Which I'm like, why? Guess what? Hey, if you didn't want people to know that this baby was born, literally don't tell anyone. Yeah. How many times, exactly how many right. times, how would anybody know? How, how many times do we hear of people having babies, celebrities having babies months after the fact or breaking up or getting married months after the fact Yeah, mm-hmm. they got married, they quietly separated. The baby was born. Like you, like you guys are doing this to yourself. Yeah. It's so annoying to me. Like (laughs) just shut up, just shut up. And I feel stop acting like you made it. Like, and I feel like, I feel like people really only freaked out about the Chloe and Tristan and the baby thing. Like when it was initially announced that the surrogate was pregnant because people were doing the timeline of like, when did it, when did that happen? And when did Mm -hmm. they officially break up for the last time? So I don't know. It just, it, I don't get why the Kim and Pete stuff needed to be shared at the same time as that, Mm -hmm. you know, who knows? I mean, and I'm just truly, I know it's a shit situation, but like, even when I just saw the baby news, I'm like, good for Chloe. 
I'm like, yeah, good. I'm like, like she has yeah. a baby, sweet baby boy. The one thing I'm excited about is I do want to know the name. Cause like, man, and I do think like the Kardashians are a full brand. Like that's their thing. Their fame is their brand. And it's just like, but man, if you take all that away, Chloe has been through shit. What? And I'm just like, oh, you know, I'm just like, she's the one I see most through. Like I have so much compassion for I really yeah, do. Totally. You know, cause she's broken down. I remember there was that one episode, maybe it was before it became a Hulu series and it was still on E. It was one of the times Tristan had cheated on her, you know, and she was crying in one of her like vignettes, little interviews on the show. And was just like, this is my life. Like this is guys, like this isn't a t- just a TV show. Like this is my life. And I was just like, oh, so yeah. yeah, the Chloe thing is I'm most interested in. Cause I do have compassion for her. Cause I'm like, man, she got the short end of the freaking Tristan Thompson stick. It does feel like we've gotten the most authentic glimpse into her actual struggles because yeah, I know yes. things with Kim and Kanye were not great but like it was still very guarded and fine that's totally up to you like yeah. to, to guard that or not but yeah it does feel like we've really seen a lot of Chloe's as sad as that sounds authentic pain but I think part of that is the nature of the way those things unfolded which was Mm -hmm. her finding out a lot of these things along with the rest of the world which is just so incredibly sad yeah yeah Yeah. um back to the baby's name though this is another bone I have to pick with these freaking people is okay oh nothing is private until all of a sudden they don't want to tell us the name of the freaking baby but if you tell us everything else tell us the name of the yeah like, I'm like or I'm just, I'm just gonna be the source to newspapers and be like I've heard that his name is Tyler like please I just want to know because I or know you're gonna be something off the uh, wall Kylie Kylie had a son yeah. and named it Wolf and then all of a sudden and then and then on her story all she posted was like a one sentence text being like we're not calling the baby Wolf anymore and that was it Yes, you're right. And she no never explanation, an update. No, nothing since. And that was like, I don't uh, yeah, know. I'm like, what's his name? Like the baby's yeah, probably we like have six to see now. All kinds of stupid stuff they put out there, but you can't tell us the name of your baby. Yeah. I bet we'll find out the name, name of privacy. Chloe's son before Kylie's. Mm-hmm. I just, oh. Family really, really gets you. Seem me. good, Claire. You seem good. Oh yeah, I'm unbothered. Yeah, unbothered. That's you what seem it seems bothered. like. Unbothered completely. Um, yeah. Anyway, um, well, I think okay. something we should be bothered by um is the Army Hammer documentary that's coming out. Yes. Okay. What's the word? Because I've seen a couple stories on this, but I didn't know if it was just. Okay. I watched the trait. I watched the trailer. The trailer was released. It's going to be on discovery plus. Oh, Um, yeah. And I watched it just a little bit ago because a, my thoughts on army hammer, what are before scandal, before all the things we had come to find out about him, I was like, if he walks in my door, I guess I will marry him. Like that's how I felt back in the day. I truly was like, Oh, no one's ever been hotter. That's cool. I mean, he's, he is, I think objectively a very good looking human being. Like back from from the days of the social network, I was like, well, that's the hottest man I've ever seen. And there were two of them in that one. There were two of them. He was the Winklevoss twins. Um, so the, the documentary is detailing in case you 
weren't aware of basically he had a huge fall from grace of it's probably been a couple years now um, where things started to unravel. And first it started off, like you're finding out that he had some very peculiar, interesting, and kind of disturbing personal preferences when it came to his sexual habits. Like he was like very like extreme bondage and it seemed cannibalism. Um, but it was like unclear if this, these were consensual acts and if they were, it was like, well, maybe he's just into this, to, to these things. And like, if these women are consenting, like, don't like yuck somebody's yum essentially. But then things started coming out and it was like these women, there are several women alleging abuse and, um, control in ways that like, they felt like, you know, his status and his station in life, they had no choice, but to, go along with what was going on. And then he would take things way too far. And then there were, there were a couple more detailed allegations, which truthfully, I don't know off the top of my head, but like giving, I want to give credit to where credits do those women claim that I am taking it at face value as Mm -hmm. in, I'm not disputing it. If they said it happened. Sure. So anyway, all that history aside, this trailer comes out today on this documentary called House of Hammer. It's going to be on Discovery Plus, which I think is about to merge with HBO Max. So it might be on HBO Max. I don't understand. Oh, what's there. okay. Okay. It's a whole other scandal in the entertainment industry. Oh, so Lord. I watched, I watched this trailer and I really thought it was so icky. Because oh, really? So we have family involvement. There is like an aunt. So the Hammer family is like the Arm and Hammer family. This is a billionaire like empire. Oh, really? Yeah, he yes. comes from tons of money, generational wealth. And that's why his name is Armand Hammer. Oh. Yes, Armand. <laughs> that is the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Yeah, it is stupid. But that's what oh, Armand Hammer. Do. When you're a billionaire, you can name your, your baby that. Um, that's true. And so- like no doubt again, like giving complete truth and credence, or I don't know if either of those are the correct words to apply to this, to these women who, uh, allege abuse. Um, I don't want to take away from that, but this feels very much like an exploitative opportunity on a very recent scandal of a person who very clearly needed a lot of help because he was on a lot of drugs and was really messed up. I'm not making excuses for his treatment of women, but Mm -hmm. it just seems like this was not the right time to make this documentary about someone who, I don't know. It's just, it it really just read. I I can only say what I'm saying based on the feeling the trailer gave me. And then this, this family, I think it was an, yeah, it's an aunt talking about like, we knew he was troubled and this family has been troubled for generations. So like, did you guys know this was happening and no one was talking about it and yeah. letting it happen? And it just feels, I don't know. It just, it feels yucky. And I mean, when I went to watch the trailer, I was like, oh hell yes, I can't wait for this. And like take him down and, and like, let's see what yeah, like, what's the dark? Like what everyone's got to say. Exposed, yeah. But based on the way it was all framed in the trailer, I was like, I don't know if this is a is done 
in good faith. Like, no. I don't know that it's, I don't know that it's helping anybody's cause. Like, I don't know that it's doing it. It just feels tabloidy and gross. Yeah. So like, how did the, I haven't watched it. Like, what is it? What is the trailer setting it up for? Is it produced by, is he involved at all? No, he's not involved. Okay, it, it's okay. a takedown of him for sure. Oh, and yeah. Like the, the trailer was like very much split into kind of two different parts. Like the first part, it was just these two different women. One is the one who like, he very much like was documented having a relationship with. Yes. And she is the one who was really vocal. Then there's okay. this other girl who like, then I got up in the comment section. Cause uh-huh. I was like, who are these people? A lot of people are saying, and I don't know, and I know there are people out there on the internet who will do anything for like a celebrity they love. Mm-hmm. But a lot of people are saying this other woman, like she never even met him. Everything she is raising issue with was done over text. And so therefore it's like, is it like, I don't want to come across as denying abuse allegations at all, but part of it did come across as like kink shaming where it's like, uh-huh. And, and I mean, there's definitely a line and there's definitely yeah. laws that uh, have alleged to have been broken because nothing has been proven in court or anything like that. But like at some point, like if someone's into some weird stuff, I mean, <laughs> they get to do that. Yeah, like, they you get know, to, um, you know, and yeah. I, not that I you can that. like what you like until you force it on someone who is not into it. Exactly. That's and that's is. where yes. the problem is. Yeah. And I'm just saying like, if, if these people are right and saying they never even like met in person, I'm like, why are we shaming? Yeah. It's like, for, and then someone who was, we come to find out was like on like very intense mind altering drugs. It's mm-hmm. like, I don't, I don't know. It just feel like, I'm not saying Ugh. he's right, but it's like, neither is this isn't right either. Yeah, like, this like, doesn't feel right. This yeah, feels like, right. I'm not trying to make excuses for anybody in the situation. Yeah. Except yeah. That if he broke the law, I would like to see that get addressed. Mm-hmm. And if there are people who've been abused, I would like to see those people get the help they need. And beyond that, I'm not sure we need a documentary on it. I know. Like what I just, yeah. I even just first hearing army hammer documentary is coming up. I'm like, what's the documentary just like the man is just now coming out on the other side of all this like Mm -hmm. is that really a time as a responsible documentary maker to be doing something like this I don't know something that I feel like is still going on right exactly that's what I mean like I don't think we're like the story hasn't the rest is still unwritten yes so true well i made army hammer post out and watch it so i know i want to watch the trailer as soon as we get done but yeah claire i'm full agreement with you i mean i thought he was god's God's gift gift to earth honestly he was so hot in the social network and then a lot of stuff he did after that i was like he's just Mm -hmm. so pretty and just a a pun like name now come to find out armin hammer armin hammer you dog <laughs> i know it's really something so really sorry s- if i canceled myself during that whole oh no, you made drive. valid points yeah it's no. like i haven't been able to wrap my head around it because i haven't seen the trailer yet but, I'm, but yeah i feel all that i'm like it what it feels like yeah. someone's going to do a document. It'd be like if someone right now was like, let's do a documentary about the Joe Biden presidency. It comes out next week. I'd be like, but the, but it's not over. It's not the situation. It's st- okay. No, not ready. Yeah. yeah it's just yeah. like, no, I'm like, aren't, I did see paparazzi photos released just the other day of 
Because right when all that came out, it was of him and his ex-wife and their kids mm-hmm. like going to lunch or something like that. And I was just like, well, there he is. Haven't seen him in forever. Because, you know, and then it came out in the news like a couple weeks ago. There were the rumors he was selling timeshares in, in Bermuda or yeah, wherever. I came saw out. that. And I, I was know. like, I don't know what's going on. But, it you know, at least you've got that yeah. sweet, sweet arm and hammer money to fall back on. Right. Like, he's going to be fine. I'm not worried. Like, f- let the record show. Like, I'm not worried about army hammer like falling on hard times i'm just saying as a responsible form of media mm-hmm. is this the right thing to do i don't yeah know. exactly yeah all right well <laughs> anyway uh, i guess we'll stay tuned on that front pretty light pretty light and tight there we all right oh okay well, am I up first when we talk about our things? Sure. Let's do yeah, it. My, Let's do it. What's going on? Is- what do you want to chitty chat about? So, you know me, I can't, I have to take it to a place of like life and yes, that moment. So there's been this Twitter that Twitter thread that's been making the rounds a little bit. It came out a couple years ago. Yeah. In 2020. And I remember hearing or reading something about it then, but it, it came up on my Instagram feed a couple weeks ago. And then I sent it to a friend just a couple days ago and it's really resonating with me. And so I just want to read this Twitter thread. It's about balancing life. Okay. And okay. then talk about it a little bit because it's just, it's, I, I just love it. Okay. So okay. it's from the Twitter thread was started by this New York times bestselling author named Jennifer Lynn Barnes. And it starts one time I was at a Q and a with Nora Roberts. Nora Roberts is that like novelist or yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. So one time I was at a Q and a with Nora Roberts and someone asked her how to balance writing and kids. And she said that the key to juggling is to know that some of the balls you have in the air are made of plastic and some are made of glass. And if you drop a plastic ball, it bounces no harm done. If you drop a glass ball, it shatters. So you have to know which balls are glass and which are plastic and prioritize catching the glass ones. The girl, the Jennifer Lynn Barnes goes on to say herself, I think about this all the time. I dropped more than one ball today. It's hard to drop any ball and I hate it, but they were plastic and tomorrow it'll be okay. And she's still commenting on this now this Twitter thread. As this has gone viral, I've seen a lot of people interpreting this as your kids are the glass ball, and or referring to speeches made by men about juggling five balls where work is plastic and family is glass. That is not what Nora was saying in this case. Nora was not talking about juggling five balls. She was talking about juggling 55 balls. The balls don't represent family or work. There are separate balls for everything that goes into each of those categories. Deadline on project Y or crazy sock day at school. And her point, addressing a room full of women was not prioritize kids over work. It was some kid stuff is glass and some is plastic. And sometimes to catch a glass work ball, you have to drop a plastic family one and that's okay. And the reverse is also true. Sometimes to catch a glass kid ball, something at work has to slide and that's okay too. If you're juggling 55 balls, some are going to drop. So you have to focus not on broad categories, but on the glass balls. So I just found that to be like very soothing to like my day-to-day existence because- No, same. Like as you're reading it, I was yeah. like, yeah. Like as you're reading it, I'm like, like yeah, yeah. Please read yeah, Jacqueline, I was just like, uh-huh. <laughs> like, I mean, any, 
It's so true. It goes without saying, like, no one's getting it all right all the time, every day. There's balls dropping oh, everywhere. Yeah. Okay. We have balls everywhere on the ground. They're just rolling balls everywhere. I'm in a ball pit. Okay. <laughs> I, I don't know if like this found me on the internet or like my eyes were looking for this. And that's why I came across it again right now in this time in my life. But I know recently with everything that I've been trying to balance in this new life journey of me, mine, um, like one week I'll be like, work was great. I worked out every day, but I never hung out with anybody. I don't have a social life or like the next week I'll be like, social life was great, but like, I, I, I'm fat this week, you know, like you go Mm -hmm. through those things and it Mm -hmm. just, I, I was, I've been starting to have those more clear thoughts of like, it's okay. Like, yeah. Nothing is going to be perfect all the time. Like Oprah said it, you can have it all, but you can't have it all at once. And that's just goes for the mm-hmm. most normal things. And I don't know. I just think like it's, and it's great to use even in day-to-day decisions, like, okay, maybe you're working on yourself and what's more important is making sure that you are buying your good groceries and you're paying your bills and you're getting to work on time and you're working out and you're staying at home and working on yourself. Or maybe in two weeks from now, it's okay. Well, I'm going to choose not to make healthy meals at home this week because I really need to prioritize spending time and socializing and filling my, my soul that way. And Mm -hmm. I don't know, those are just like really taking into account, like what can be sacrificed and what can't. Mm-hmm. and the world will keep spinning mm-hmm. and I take a lot of peace and comfort in those types of reminders and that's really that but you know me I can't go through a podcast without coming up with some like existential <laughs> message no I love it that's what's so uh, why I'm a fan of this podcast because we can talk about the stupidest crap and then we can also be like but anyway, like, how's your soul this evening? Like, I oh, love yeah. that. We talk about what self-care all throughout the pod. Yeah, I love it. No, I yeah. love this. I loved, I hadn't seen that yet. And I really like that. That was, I found that very soothing because I think I can be, I'm very similar to you, Claire, in that. And I've had to work on this in therapy a lot because my brain constantly tells me everyone else has everything figured out and has the balance figured out. I'm the only one who doesn't. Mm-hmm. And if I mess up one thing, I've messed up everything. And everybody else, if they only knew that I forgot I had that dentist appointment this morning and didn't show up, they would all think I was such a piece of crap. And it's like, or I'll think that about myself. I'll be like, oh my God, how stupid am I? I cannot believe I forgot I had that appointment. I'm so embarrassed. Probably everyone at the dentist's office thinks I'm an idiot. I'm an idiot. Well, today's just shot. And it's like, that's so not true. Like that's a plastic ball. That's a plastic ball. Oh, and yeah. everybody else is dropping plastic balls all around me every day. We just don't see it. Mm-hmm. And that is something. Yeah. So I can identify with that so greatly. Like just for me, I think anything that I do wrong is all the same size and it's no, not true. It's not that's so not true. And I'm not the only one dropping balls of varying size. Everyone is, everyone's dropping all kinds of balls. And it's like, yeah. So not only just getting out of that thinking everybody else has it figured out, but also even if you're not one of those people that thinks that way, just thinking like, no, like some stuff has, there's only so much time in the day. There's only so much of myself I can give. There's only so much I can do and I don't have to do it all right now. Exactly. Yeah. And not because I very much give like the same weight to everything too. Yes. The phone call I have to make at work is the same as 
I don't know. Frost that chicken. I forgot to put frost that chicken today. And it's like, no, those things aren't the same. Mm -hmm. And it feels very freeing to me to be able to evaluate those things and admit to myself like, oh, that actually wasn't that important. And it's okay. Like that you didn't do that today. Mm -hmm. Don't Mm -hmm. stop beating yourself up over it. Nobody else cares. It's fine. And yeah, everybody around you is making these same choices too, because it's a fact of life. You cannot do everything. Yeah. Yeah. And I can't imagine, I mean, we're three childless women. Like I can't imagine adding kids into the mix and trying to figure out that, that balance. I think that I cannot imagine. Yeah. Yeah. No way. I think Claire, I, I think that that like Twitter thread thread was just like a good reminder too that like in the moments when you don't feel as productive as like you maybe wanted yourself to be or anything, you know, when you do drop a ball that it's like, you just got to like, take a deep breath and just like, give yourself grace, like in the moment. And just like, like the negative self-talk does not help. It's not productive. Yeah. Also like a good reminder to me too, on looking at priorities and what I need to take care of, you know, Mm -hmm. like sometimes the little things are easier to do or more fun to do. And, but not doing the bigger things makes you feel worse down the line or it catches up with you. And so it helps me to, to like, kind of have that little inner nudge of like, well, you really need to do that. Like that's, that's a glass ball. If you drop that, like it's a house of cards, Claire, like you gotta get that done. It's like, Mm -hmm. you gotta put gas in your car because it won't run. Like, yeah. (laughs) You can't put that off for five more days. Today is the day you do that. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I appreciate, I I just appreciate that little, is it a fable? I don't know. It's something that like really um, helps me a lot. And I'm so glad it it came across my feed. The the actress that was an actress who posted it on her Instagram story. Her name's Meredith Hagner. And I love her. If y'all watch search party. Yeah. I haven't watched it. She was Portia. She's like the blonde, funny girl on. Oh, okay. And she's been in like a couple things. I I don't know. She's, she, I love, I I really love her and I love following her. She's married to Goldie Hawn and Kurt Russell's son. Um, and they're like a beautiful couple. Wait, what's her name? I want to look her up real quick. Yeah. I'm looking her up. What's her name? Hagner. Um, and she posted on her story. She's got a baby that's less than a year old. And oh yeah, oh. She, she was just talking about how she felt like she was really screwing up this week or I, or that, the week that she posted it. And uh-huh. she said, I know I, I remember reading something about balls, <laughs> plastic <laughs> balls and then glass balls. And, and she ended up finding the thread and she posted it and it I, I just, I've been thinking about it ever since. And like I said, I sent it to my friend, Amanda this week, cause Amanda and I both like beat ourselves up about silly things or just feel like we're never doing enough. Like yeah. there's always so much more. And then like, then you get mad at yourself for not having enough fun. And then you get mad at yourself for not spending enough time with the right people. And I haven't been a good enough daughter. If I've been a good enough friend, I haven't been a good enough employee, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's just like, hold on a second. There's only, only so okay. many plastic and glass balls. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So anyway, I hope if you needed to hear that, you heard it. 
and you can carry it with you. And if you didn't need it right now, maybe it'll be in your brain and stowed away for a rainy day that it will come in handy. Oh, I like that. You're doing your best and that's all you can do. That's right. And everyone like is just yeah. doing their best. Exactly. And, and no like... one's best is perfect. Exactly. Don't forget that. Yeah. Um, okay. Update. You also had today, you wanted to talk about a quick hobby update. Do you have an update? Oh, oh, shoot. Well, so last week I also, Haley, I talked about hobbies and like, do people have hobbies or curious and, um, we left it a a place of like, (laughs) hobbies are dumb. (laughs) Ah, yes. Okay. And that we're women in STEM for watching Real Housewives. So yeah, we decided we were anthropologists. (laughs) Yeah. Like anthropology and I'm, I'm studying human behavior, but Mm -hmm. two different people unrelated who a, don't listen to the podcast and B, don't know each other, told me maybe I should consider getting a hobby in the past week since that last recording. So I'm like strongly considering getting a hobby. Did you tell them bullying is okay. me? Okay. <laughs> is bullying your hobby? Because that's what it seems like. Yeah, I really didn't come through with the, how about you come up with something more intelligent to talk about type of comeback. But. <laughs> yeah. I, I, so hobby is still swirling around in my mind. Also, someone commented on my, I think my Instagram saying she was very curious to know the age of the people who responded with hobbies. Um, oh, she was, she thought like a lot of people in our age group don't have hobbies because we spent our childhoods being like run around to all of our different events. And like, we've been go, go, going since we were, you know, eight years old. And so our downtime is our opportunity to not do something. Whereas yeah. like generations older than us, like their downtime was their time to do activities because they didn't mm-hmm. grow up doing like soccer, dance, karate, art lessons, piano. Mm-hmm. I don't know. So that was a fun, interesting little thought as well. But that was just my update on hobby talk. Most of all is that two people have recently suggested that I get a hobby. and one and one of those people who told me I should get a hobby said her husband also told her she needed to get a hobby (laughs) ah nice (laughs) okay all right Hmm. um okay the thing I want to talk about this week was um is a podcast that I've been listening to that I loved and hated okay Um, (laughs) and I'll tell you why have either one of you listened to the root of evil podcast no no what is this about okay So the root of evil is about a story that I is one of those, like a few weeks ago, we talked about one of the, one of the first crimes when we get to heaven, I'm going to say, who did it? And tell me right now. Yeah. Or why did this person get away with it? It is the black Dahlia murder. Oh yeah. And it's about, so the root of evil podcast is about the black Dahlia murder, which is the unsolved murder of Elizabeth short, a woman found, sorry, graphic warning found cut in half and murdered on the side of the street in Los Angeles in 1947. And because they nicknamed her the black Dahlia in the newspapers. And now that's most people don't even know her name was Elizabeth short. Most people just have heard the term, the black Dahlia. Um, It is still unsolved to this day, although they've had many um, suspects, including one who this podcast is about. And if he didn't kill her, he's still the biggest piece of crap I've ever heard of in my life. Just he's this podcast focuses on. So there's this um, retired Los Angeles cop um, named yeah. Steve Hodell, and he retired. He's in his 70s now. Um, 
the podcast is based on a book he wrote in 2003, where he is almost certain that his now deceased father is the killer of the Black Dahlia, and he has been investigating it his entire retirement. Wow. Oh my God. Yes. So his dad knew Elizabeth Short and was involved in some other crimes, was linked to this case in multiple ways, but for whatever reason was never charged. Um, he's not only convinced that his dad killed her, he's convinced his dad was a serial killer and killed multiple women. Holy cow. Yes. And not long after the murder and a subsequent trial where he was brought to trial for some other horrific crimes, um, he fled the country and lived the rest of his life, um, overseas, uh, but would come back to the United States. And his son believes that he would come back to the United States to commit murders and then leave. (sighs) And then he lived his last couple of years till he killed himself in his 90s in san francisco and that's not a spoiler innocent people do that's right i think he's fine um but crazy it's a crazy story and so there of course it's he has never been charged they say the case is still open so police can't comment on it but the evidence is overwhelming in my opinion of course because he hasn't been charged you you know but he's Whatever. dead and he's dead now. He's too. dead now. He died in like 2000 something, 12 or something like that. Um, the podcast is like eight episodes. It's done by his two sisters and they are his great granddaughters. And it tells the story of him, all his children, all their children, and just the generational trauma this one guy caused, not only in their family, mm-hmm. but also for all these murders they're convinced he committed, especially the Black Dahlia murder. How do you spell his last name? Does it start with a Y? Hodel. Hodel. Oh, H- Hodel. His okay. name is Dr. Dr. Hodel. George Hodel, H-O-D-E-L. The book was called Black Dahlia Avenger, and I think he's come, Steve Hodel is the son. Yeah. Uh, the retired Los Angeles cop. And I mean, it is, even if he didn't kill the Black Dahlia, it is one of the most enthralling and infuriating podcasts. Because if this guy was alive, I want to wring his neck. Like the things his children accuse him of doing, his grandchildren accuse him of doing, his estranged children. Like, I mean, this man was the most psychotic psycho I've ever heard of. I mean, just insane. Um. And it is a quite, it can be quite graphic at times, the podcast, um, to the point where I had, and I think it was just a personal thing. I had a panic attack in my car listening to it while I was driving on the interstate. And I really had to turn it off because I got so, my heart started pounding. I started sweating. I was like, oh God, it was just the details and the horrificness of this stuff. I was like, and that I listened to and read a lot of true crime stuff. I can, and I worked in real crime you know, in the news, like been on lot, you know, murder scenes and reported about it and known gruesome details behind the scenes. That's the first time that has ever happened to me. And it was just one specific episode where they were detailing something horrific. One of his daughters says that he is responsible for. And it just, it was just so shocking and so devastating. I literally was driving along and all of a sudden felt lightheaded and was sweating and I had to turn it off. And I really was like, am I going to have to pull off on the side of the interstate right now? Like what's going to happen? Oh my gosh. Oh my God. That's crazy. It was first time it's ever happened to me. It was the weirdest thing. And then I got okay, but I didn't listen to it the rest of the drive. And so it was just, it's a story that I'm like, I, I can't imagine there's not more document. Like there's not a full blown, you know, Netflix documentary about it or 
something because it's I know, just that is interesting. There hasn't really been a big I yeah, mean, there, there was like a big to do. There was about a movie. It. I saw a movie where it was kind of about the Black Dahlia, but it wasn't called that. Yeah, there's been stuff like I remember. Yeah. There's been stuff about it, but I feel like this is the most in-depth thing I've ever heard. And it's the most just like, how does he, how did he get away with this? And every other crime he's committed. And then just the trauma he caused his family is just unforgivable. It's just sickening. But because it's the podcast is done by his two great granddaughters that are, I think in their thirties or forties, they're both so well-spoken and do such a great job. It's an expertly produced podcast. Um, and, but anyway, so I just want, I guess I want to recommend it. Cause I feel like it needs more attention because yeah. it's just so like this man was hiding in plain sight for decades, but then also just a warning to it is some pretty heavy stuff. And it's, it's pretty, sometimes it's tough to listen to, but it's just like, good God. And it just made me appreciate like, wow, a lot of people have it harder than I do because these poor <laughs> yeah. people that were, yeah, that just like and now they all had the same thing. They're all like, I will always love him because he was my dad, my granddad, my so-and-so. The person I knew was this, but a lot of them were like, but I hate him at the same time. Yeah. I can't imagine what that reality is like. It's it, crazy. That so, alone will mess you up. So yes. Like I don't, don't ever listen to it at night. Most of the, I was driving and listening to it one time. Other than that, I would listen to it when I was like walking, like, or cleaning my house in the daylight. <laughs> Cause it's just like, oh, okay, anyway. So, okay. and I, just I added it to my queue. I'm excited to listen. Yeah, I added it's it good. Well. It's a really good, it's eight episodes. It's really good. And it's just, they tell the story so good. And they, you, they come at it from weird angles where you're not expecting it. Like they approach it from, it's just, it's a really, really good podcast, but just be aware. It's, I, yeah, I, um. Just know it's some tough stuff, but it's it's just it's a crazy story. So if you're looking for a really, really well done true crime podcast, something new, something a story you've probably heard of but didn't know that much, this is just like okay. I feel like, like I looked on Dahlia is a bit like Jack the Ripper, like where mm-hmm. there's a number of different people they think it could be because like, but it sounds like this is like the most accepted, widely accepted. Yeah, they pretty much everyone believes it's him, it's but he's him. just and they go into a lot of why LA at that time was so corrupt the police department the DA's office and they're like and he Dr. George he was a doctor and they were like he was very wasn't he in with like the police was he like a medical examiner he was the head of the um health department okay I remember because I've heard like some I know the name is I've I know I've heard like small like I think on my favorite murder, they've, they've touched on him before or yeah. they've mentioned him. Yeah. I've heard um, when I started listening, I was like, oh yeah, I've heard of this guy, yeah. but I never knew the details and it is crazy. Gosh, yeah. Well, no, I just added all the, all of the episodes to my queue as well. Yeah. And it ends well and very positively because they, uh, something they talk about and it's so true and you forget you have the power to do it is ending generational trauma and stuff. And so these people are now far enough removed and they have kind of a sweet family reunion at the end where it's like everybody that is still available to get together. They're all like, you know, it ends with us, this kind of crap, this, you know, we don't, he was part of our family, but he's gone and we're who's left and we're good people. Mm. And it's, it's just kind of a nice, but yeah, it's, it's crazy. So anyway, I, yeah, I was just like, want to recommend it, but want to put a little warning in there. It's kind of tough, but it's just like, wow, why are not more people talking about this case? Why has there not been 20 documentaries on this? So yeah, that is a case that has stayed with me. I'm tr- Oh, I'm, 
LOL at me where I was like, I know I've seen a movie about this, but it wasn't really about this. It was called Black Dahlia. Um, hmm. Okay. So closely. Okay. okay. Closely it was related. called the Loosely based. Loosely, loosely based. based on the story. Yeah. Cause that was the but, one yeah. with Scarlett Johansson where she put, she played. Like, oh, but I, like she didn't play Elizabeth Short is a thing. I, I don't Yeah, it, Maybe it was just. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Anyway. It's, um, could I see? Well, thanks for the recommendation because I feel like I, again, I've told how I am put out by trying to find a new podcast. It's such oh, a commitment. yeah, it is such a commitment. And I was, I, this one was recommended. I want to say I was listening to my favorite murder and they recommended it, or maybe it was, I heard it recommended on a different podcast and I was like, oh no, it was on my favorite murder. They interviewed the host of it's on their podcast network. It's, um, it's the guy who does, um, true stories of famous musicians Musicians? oh the guy from like uh i know exactly what you're talking about what's the name of that podcast yeah um because like disgraceland the disgraceland podcast yes disgraceland and it's about just like really famous musicians but all the shit they actually had going on behind the scenes be it drugs or crime or whatever it is one specifically on hollywood yes and so we're talking i've never even heard of that yeah yeah. So on my favorite murder, they had him on and they were just interviewing him about how he got so into, you know, musicians and their lives and stuff. And then he recommended Root of Evil. And he was saying he was like, it's just put together so well. And it's just such a crazy story. So I was like, I'll give it a try. And then I was like, it's all I think about. <laughs> um, I was like, all I all I think about now is I'm obsessed with finding her, her killer. And I'm like, we found him. He's dead. He's dead. He's dead. Oh, boy, did he leave a wake of shit. Oh, yeah, yeah. So yeah, listen at your own risk. Wouldn't recommend if you're below the age of 30. It's tough. Well, Jacqueline, (laughs) Jacqueline, you're not old enough yet. You're not old enough, Jacqueline. One day you're going to get here. Yes. So anyway. All right, Jacqueline, what you got? Um, so I would like to, um, discuss the wedding of the decade. Um, and that is (laughs) Teresa Judy J is, is gotten married. I love it. I love it. I truly thought on our rundown where she had said, recap the wedding of the decade. I thought, oh, that must be a nice book. What is that? <laughs> of course, it's Teresa G.K.'s <laughs> wedding. I truly thought that was the title of a book. I was like, ooh, fiction. Okay. It's no, the, hair alone, it's the, hair, uh, the hair alone, which as reports are saying it was a $10,000 hairstyle. It's yes. very much Gwen Shamblin vibes. Yes. Oh, Gwen, Shamblin totally. could, Gwen Shamblin could never. Like, no, that's Gwen she Shamblin was, she's like, dead. Yeah, God <laughs> rest her soul. Sorry. Gwen Shamblin with like a touch of like toddlers and tiaras. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yes. And a little bit of like Medusa. Yeah. Oh, very Medusa. Very, very Medusa. Very Medusa. So hated it. I know. Same. I was like, what are you doing? Yeah. And it was like one of those things too, where like everything that was coming out, like all the pictures, all the videos about this wedding, you guys, like I, like there wasn't enough content for me to consume. Like I just was (laughs) watching everything because I'm like, I don't understand. Like Surely if you are listening to this podcast right now, you have at least seen a picture of the hair. And if not, you need to look it up because it is crazy. Um, so I, so there's like, the extensions are so long and I mean, the tiara is just looking wild. Um, so 
it must oh yeah it was so on monday andy cohen had Teresa's um hairstylist on his Sirius xm show oh okay and then afterwards they like posted the clip on youtube and obviously i listened um so apparently like she the stylist basically said oh you know like Teresa really wanted to go for like a very like um a mediterranean like really old italian like style wedding which Mm -hmm. i yes kind of makes sense when you like look at everything like everything was over the top there was like fog on the dance floor during the first dance there was like dancers and like performers and like it was just it was just so much it was just too it was all it was definitely too much but it was very (laughs) like okay so Mm -hmm. she's so and then she said that um all of the hair on Teresa's head was real hair and that uh, there was why uh, does that make it worse i know i'm like <laughs> but like in, but like yeah i know in the extensions were so there was seven bundles of extensions and, and then one clip in pack so that means that it basically was like seven thousand dollars worth of custom hair in her head for this and guess how many bobby pins oh wait i did see and it was a massive amount, but I don't remember the number. It is 1,500 bobby pins. How did she even hold her head up? I know. And that's not even fighter. including the little crown thing she was wearing. Um, What? I don't understand. Does she do neck exercises to lead up to this day? Probably. She was kind of dabbling in bodybuilding at one point. So. That's yeah. true. Well, that true. is true. Seriously. I, I love that. I thought this was like, in my mind, as I was looking at the photos unfold, I was like, well, at least we're like in Sicily, Italy. And no, my friend, we are in North Jersey. Like <laughs> we are at a yes. banquet hall. Yes. And honestly, if I ever get married, it's either going to be so tiny. No one will know it happened or I will get married and have a reception at a Jersey banquet hall because it's peak living. It's peak living. It's and I will have 2,000 bobby pins in my hair. It, yeah, it was just, I mean, the hair alone was insane. I did see pictures of like her first, her first wedding to Joe, um, Judy J. And then just, and then their like vow renewal, I'm pretty sure I'm almost positive was filmed. Um, and in both of those, she had a very similar hairstyle where there was like the half up, half down crown thing with like the crown, like somehow the crown was also in her hair. Like, so she's had this, but this was definitely the biggest it's she been. Loves it. she loves um, so then she another, so then another interesting thing about this is that Melissa and Joe Gorga, um, Teresa's brother and sister-in-law were not at the wedding. Um, and so there's rumors floating around that they basically said very last minute that they weren't going to go, um, because they're claiming that all season while filming, um, the latest season of the real housewives of New Jersey, that there had been this rumor that Melissa had cheated on Joe. And apparently during the final, um, 
party of the, you know, the finale party, Teresa brought it up on camera. I don't know to who, um, but that party was basically like a few days. It was like earlier in the week and the wedding was like on Saturday. So, so, um, they kept filming through that, but the wedding is going to be, I guess, like a wedding special. So we're going to see the wedding on Bravo TV. Um, Oh, okay. But so, and then, and then, which was, and then something also interesting that I saw was that like the, a few hours after that, or maybe the next day, um, there was also rumors that Teresa was asking Joe and Melissa to pay for their plates because they canceled. So last minute, um, and then like, so then Jennifer Aiden, who is another cast member on New Jersey and is also really good friends with Teresa and would, and was in the wedding tweeted out and said, I just saw some wackadoo fake news and Teresa and Louis Louis would never be so petty stating that they would never ask Joe to pay for it. Mm -hmm. So then this Instagram account, um, quoted that tweet and posted it. And then Louis commented on it and said, we would never in a million years ask for money from Joe and Melissa. We are not petty. Joe and Melissa were missed heart emoji. So okay. who knows what happened? All I know is I can't fucking wait for the next season of New Jersey. <laughs> it literally is the best. It's probably like, it just, every season is good. It's just good. It's That's because good. Teresa's freaking crazy. Mm-hmm. Crazy. Mm-hmm. And I love contour, to watch it. Her contour at her wedding was crazy. It was crazy. Yeah. Her makeup was insane. Yeah. Well, God. well, I hope well, she's happy. I hope Louie is a good guy. I really don't know. I really don't know. I know. I know. There's conflicting reports on that. Yeah. Um, it's not great, but well, it's not. Um, oh, but also something I noticed there was a few other real housewives there. Um, Ramona was not there after all the drama she had about re- revealing, um, Teresa's wedding day. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's revealing right. Teresa's like wedding day, the location. And then people started like, because she posted that video on her Instagram story, then people started looking up the wedding party and the, and who's invited and who's not. And da, 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 and it was like a whole, yeah, it was a whole thing. Yeah. It was like a whole thing. Um, yeah. So I wonder why she didn't invited to a wedding. What'd you say? I said, that's how you get yourself uninvited to a wedding. No, apparently she was still invited and Teresa like never uninvited her. What the hell? I know. So interesting, but yeah, I loved it. I can't wait to watch it on TV and I can't wait for the season. It's going to be good. It will be good. Good stuff. How to deliver. That's for sure. They do know how to deliver. Yes. All right, it's time for our favorite things in self-care. I'll kick us off because something okay. else that knows how to deliver that I told Jacqueline about the other day and I still stand and have been wearing them nonstop. I made an impulse buy one day randomly and bought some black athletic bike shorts from Old Navy. I have since bought two more pairs, Ooh. also black. I am obsessed with them. They are my favorite bike shorts I found. I could not get on the bike short trend for a long time because I was like, no, they're going to push my thigh out. They're going to look weird. They're going to be uncomfortable. I'm going to feel weird. And then I saw a picture, an old school picture of Princess Diana with them on with a big Harvard sweatshirt on. And I thought, oh, I do like this trend. Mm -hmm. 
Uh-huh. I bought them and I was like, oh my gosh, I love these. They, it is the Old Navy Power Soft Short. They have pockets on the sides. I'm wearing a pair right now because I went to a workout class after work. Um, I've worn them all week exclusively. Um, I just love them. They're always on sale. They're like $27 full price, but on sale, they're always like 30% off. So I think I've paid no more than $20 for a single pair. So now I have three pairs so I can keep them in rotation. They're my favorite thing right now. I love them, especially it's so hot right now. And it's just like the thought of putting on a full legging right now. Some days I can, but some days I'm like, nah, I'm obsessed. So bike shorts, you've been afraid of the trend, or you just haven't wanted to fork out 60 bucks for a pair or or worry buying a cheap pair they're not going to be good these are good the old navy power soft power yeah power soft bike shorts they have a bunch of colors i've got three pairs in black because i love black um love them they're inexpensive and i'm obsessed they're just old navy comes through sometimes i tell you what yes they do they really do sometimes i'll get stuff from them and be like this is crap why did i spend even 17 dollars on this it's horrible it itches my skin no these are fire Uh, okay. My self-care is I have been back on the workout train and back in a speaking of routine for a couple months now, and I'm feeling really good about it. And finally, one day I was like, you know what? I'm loving cycling. I've been loving it a while. Should I invest in some cycling shoes? And then I thought, absolutely not. And then I thought they have new those. I've seen other girls wear them. They look like tennis shoes, but they also have the clamps underneath so you can lock into the bike, really? but you never oh, know. Cool. The brand is called TM, T-I-E-M. And I finally asked a girl at class tonight. I was like, what are those shoes? Because I was like, are you clipped in? She was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're this brand. And yeah, they look like tennis shoes and you can wear them like, you know, into class, out of class. It, you know, at the gym I go to, they offer a class that's half cycling and then half like um, weight training. She was like, so I don't have to switch shoes. I just keep these on. They're like tennis shoes on the bottom, but the clip is like kind of up in the shoe. So, um, yeah. So I literally just bought them tonight and I'm so excited about them. They won't be here for several days. And so I'm so excited to try them. Cause I was like, you know what? I'm going to buy myself a little treat, something as a hooray for being so good in the gym lately. And just something that I was like, will be actually really functional. And yeah, I I'm excited it so is TM, to, to change shoes. It is. And I think that, cause I've thought, should I get cycling shoes? And I'm like, no, people look so weird walking in those. And I'm like, it's annoying. I feel like all the girls in there that have to come in and change in their cycling shoes and then change out of them into regular tennis shoes always seem like, oh, one more thing. Like pee. Yes. And I'm just like, so when I saw, I've seen several people wearing them and noticed they were clipped into the bikes. And I was like, what am I the last to know? family tonight. I was just like, well, you tell me what shoes you have on. <laughs> and the girl's like, yeah, no problem. She was like, I love them. They have a ton of bright colors. They have my favorite color, which is black. <laughs> I love a black tennis shoe, yeah. black with a little white on there. The white, you know, I like the white foam at the bottom, but I like the black tennis shoe and they're black with some little, little design on them. So they're cute. And so I'm excited. I'll report back. If any of you cycle out there, or if you guys are cyclers too, I know you do. Um, these might be, they're not incredibly expensive, but they're also not a giveaway. So I'm, you know, I'd, decided I was going to give myself a little special treat. So um, I'm really excited. Yeah. I've just been spending so much time on my routine and my health and fitness routine. I was like, you know what? I'm just going to keep myself going. So anyway, we'll report back on those, but that's my fave in self-care this week. I'm glad to know that exists. I wouldn't have thought that those shoes exist, but no, had no clue. I was like, and they're like cute and aren't awkward to like walk around in. Exactly. Where people look like I'm like honey your calf is gonna rip while you're walking yeah. in those cycling I feel like sheets. sometimes those girls like they're like, like 
Bambi. They're like kind of wobbling around. A yes. Uh huh. I'm like, honey, be careful. <laughs> Your mother's going to be shot. what (laughs) don't worry spoiler sorry everyone if you haven't seen bambi um okay i'll go my favorite thing is i don't know it's kind of a random funny uh, well first of all update on a previous favorite thing am lactin the lotion i'm still like if if you yes we're interested and we're like, oh, well, she probably just said that because she needed something to say. No, I like so support Amlactin lotion for the bumps on your arms and legs. Love it. Glad that's yeah, not working it's good. Just, yes, it's great. Good. Um, but my other real favorite thing is um, using up all the food I have. Like okay. I'm getting a real kick out of like no food waste mm-hmm. in my home. Um, it's kind of turned into like a little project. And I've been like utilizing some creativity and, um, it's really been making me be more mindful of the things I buy in terms of like stuff. I know I'm going to be able to use up or stuff that will go with other things. And, um, I don't know. I just like, I get a kick out of it. I get a kick out of a, I hate throwing away food. Um, I think probably we all do. You feel so guilty when you throw away like that bag of spinach or these vegetables that went bad or the bread that molded or something. Um, and so Especially I just really just by yourself. It's hard. Yeah, it, it really is. Oh yeah. Um, or just like getting creative with like those, like that piece of fruit that looks like it's about to go bad. Like, well, what can I, can I cook it or bake it in a way to like save it or something or, mm-hmm. um, what have you. So that's been one of my, that's been one of my favorite things I've been doing lately. And my self-care is being vulnerable, which I do. I am finally buying into being like healthy. I've, I've never not been able to be vulnerable. I don't think like, it's always kind of been something I do, um, uh, against my will. Like, it's just kind of the way I'm built. I, I am kind of like an open book in many ways, but lately I've been kind of like choosing to be more vulnerable and then like not feeling so, um, uncomfortable about the fact that I have been, or like mm-hmm. dealing with, the, cause you're going to be met with some kind of reaction when you're being vulnerable and whether that's like you crying in front of people and them like not knowing what to say, or like you saying things on a podcast and getting weird messages on social media about it. Mm-hmm. Um, either way, yeah. I just look at it as either really good for me or like maybe helpful to someone else. And it's just felt good to be like, I know I'm living out loud. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> and, and in a way that feels good, um, for better, or for worse. I think I'm pretty honest about things are not perfect, but it feels good to not have to worry about people thinking they are at the same time. Mm-hmm. And all of that is okay. So that is my life. That and scene. And and scene. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm. Speaking of scene, I actually went and saw this past weekend. This is so random, but I can't get the song out of my head. And I was like, there's a reason it's a bop. I love it. Um, uh, they, the theater company here in Lexington did a live production of Chicago this past weekend. Yes. Oh, cool. Opera House. We went and saw it. Um, he had it coming. Can't stop singing it. Mm-hmm. Can't get it out of my head. The main girl that played, um, Velma in it one not the main girl she Roxy Hart is obviously the main girl but the girl that played the other semi-lead um Velma girl I was like 
her, and then I looked up. Oh God, her name is Haley. Her name is oh. Haley Fish, and she's a Lexington native, but she's been on Broadway. And I was like, "Hunty, I stand for you." All you are jazz. Yes, she was. Oh my gosh, so good. But literally, ever since then, I'll just be sitting and just find myself just humming or thinking it to myself, just like you would have done the same. And I'm like, I don't know. I wasn't you on did that Saturday no. night. Yeah, that was Saturday night. Yes. Okay, so on Saturday night. I was probably listening to that song at the same time that you were listening to it. What? Really? Well, I didn't do anything on Saturday night, but as I've expressed to at least y'all before, sometimes I like to put my headphones on and listen to music and dance. Heck yes. And Saturday night I did like all show tunes and I did a lot of Chicago uh, because it's iconic. Okay. I wish I had tickets to that show. Cause that's a show I would have liked to have seen as well what you dancing with your headphones in so it would have just been like you would have been vibing and no and I would it would have been a fun game I would have been guessing what is she dancing to what is it and just he had it coming and I'm just like getting sweaty sweaty (laughs) and I'm like she's innocent she didn't do it uh uh-uh. yeah so good yeah. oh well, yeah so much fun. it was really fun and that makes me so happy to know you were listening at the same time it's just so good such a good show and I was just like you know what I'm gonna watch the movie now it's a great movie I own it on dvd do you it's so good like I haven't seen it in ages and I was like well now that I'm freshly obsessed with it once again we yeah, said it my senior year of high it. school it's got great sound editing if in mixing, if you're curious. Oh, okay. so Love it. All right, Jacqueline, what's your fave in self-care? So my fave um, of the week is I finished reading The Idea of You, um, the book recommended by Claire. Oh, um, I loved it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, as we previously discussed, it is basically like kind of Harry Styles fan fiction but I also feel like if even if you're not really like a big Harry Styles fan like even if you just love a boy band or like you're like you're like you are in love with like a celebrity oh my god you just have to read it it's so good it's really well written that's one thing I like about it is like you hear that and you're like oh it's probably like a little trashy book no it's like actually it's a good book and yeah it's 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 a very like adult love story where totally all types of things happen. And um, it's and I don't mean adult like an X rated. I mean like adult as in oh yeah, a mature relationship. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I I also felt like the problems that were coming up throughout it were realistic. I didn't mm-hmm. think that it was like it was it's it um it like it was about a healthy relationship. And I, I don't know. It was really good. I loved yeah, it. I'm telling you, I'm like, it's a good freaking book. <laughs> it was really good. Like more people need to read it. Okay. Like seriously. No. If it's you're looking good. for a book to read, um, the idea of you by Robin Lee. It's really good. Love it. And okay. then my self-care of the week is, um, the cucumber gel mask by Peter Thomas Roth. My skin is just so dry. Um, and I'm peeling like on the top of my forehead. Um, so I'm just trying to get the dryness under control and, um, that is helping. So very good. wonderful. No, that is a good mask. Um, I have got, I've never bought it, but I've had samples of it before or like tried it. And I'm like, love, like, it's just, I've had it for so long and it's like, I don't use it very often, but when I do, I'm like, I need to use this more. Mm-hmm. It's just anything cucumber. I feel like I'm like, well, I'm doing the most for my skin right now. So yeah, totally. 
Love it. Wonderful. All right, everyone. We've done it again. The A Block, a brand new episode. Thanks for hanging out with you girls. We're not perfect, and neither are you. And that's why we connect. Drop them balls. Drop them balls. (laughs) And we say that. Oh, yes. Mm -hmm. Claire is. Oh, she's dancing. Okay. She's dancing. (laughs) There she goes. Okay. Like, fun to see myself moving on camera. Oh, look at her. She's a star. Um, like, rate, review, subscribe, tag us, send us your questions, thoughts, comments, feelings, balls that Honestly, have been dropped. If you guys want to like pump the brakes on sending me your thoughts or feelings, yeah, Claire's been getting them hot and heavy lately. Some wanted and very sweet. A lot of you are great. Some people are sending in some hot takes. Not so nice. Not um, excuse you. Yeah. No, yeah. it's fine. I'm just like you know. <laughs> she Claire needs a break. Okay. Um, anyway, so yeah, thank you all so much for listening. Um, I guess that's it. Yeah, that's it. We'll talk to y'all later. That's it. This is the walk. See y'all next week. Goodbye.